quite unusual. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Quite Unusual podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Noelle. And I am Nicole. And we are fucking tired. So tired. We don't even know. <laughs> We're so sleepy. So we just finished like the longest series of our life. The uh, Actually, yeah, it's the longest series, five parts. That's the longest we've ever done. Yeah, this is honestly probably close to 10 hours of content. Yeah, my brain is straight up fried. I'm in Jones Sound right now. I am Jim Jones. You look amazing in those sunglasses. Thank you. Is that a monkey? On my shoulder? My yeah. ass. His name is Mr. Muggs. Oh, he's so cute. Thanks. Uh, hold on one second. I will call a congressman really quick. Mm. But anyways, we are just here um, trying to take it easy, honestly. We did a yeah. buttload of research the last few weeks. Seriously, five weeks. We did not think it was going to be that long. No. And here we are. It's like the situation where, I don't know, you do a lot of work or you're working really hard on something and then you finish it and afterwards you're just like i just want to stare at a wall for like two hours is that can i do that because i i feel like i earned it that's what this episode is yeah basically we're going to record the audio of us staring at a wall for two hours yeah so and release it get ready because you're about to hear a whole lot of nothing buckle up baby We, we did decide that we were going to take it easy this week before we jump back into our regular research shows, which... Regularly scheduled programming. We have some great content lined up, but for mm. right now, our brains need to just be dead. Just chill. And as you know, while we do multi-part series, shows, whatever, mm-hmm. we don't read listener stories in the middle because we don't want to interrupt anything. Right. So we've been amassing this massive collection of listener stories, and we feel like we should read some of them. Quite a few have become just rumbling in. They're rumbling in your tumbling. In our tumblings. So I'd say let's just dive into it. Yeah, this is a listener mail-only episode. Yeah. And it's a nice break for us. And it's sort of fun for everyone involved. Yeah. So we'll read a few and then see you next week for research content, I guess. Yeah. We got, yeah. And I think I know what we're going to do. I'm not going to say it, but it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Whisper it, whisper it off mic. Ready? Go. Right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, okay. Definitely. (laughs) All right. So without further ado... Let's jump into it, shall we? Let's. We shall. Great. This first listener mail comes from Tony. Hello, Tony. He says, what's up, quite unusual pod? I can't remember how I found you guys, but I am enjoying all of your shows. In my life, I have had two experiences with UFOs. Yes. (gasps) Have we had a UFO? No, we haven't. Ooh, I'm excited because I haven't read any of these either, so this is a straight-up surprise for me. It's very exciting. I have read all of these. I know. And they are very it. good. <laughs> so I'm I'm ready to be just as surprised as you all listening to this. Well, hold on to your tits, Nicole. Uh, hold it on. Great. Perfect. Do you want me to... I'm sorry. No, I liked that. Okay. We're keeping it. Experience A from Sweet Sweet Tony. 
The first was when I was around 10 years old. My family used to take a vacation at the Jersey Shore every summer. No shit. We fucking love the Jersey Shore, <laughs> Jersey dude. Jersey Shore. <laughs> yes. Everything is the Jersey Shore of something. Yeah, That's totally. my motto. Totally. That year we had a house just south of Sea Isle City Boardwalk. So at night over the ocean, it was pitch black. One night, my brother and I were on the balcony of the house, and coming down from the north, we saw three lights flying south. We thought it was a plane, but as it came closer, we only saw the lights. There was one light flying in front in a straight line and two lights that trailed behind on either side. Mm. The reason I don't believe that this was a plane was because, number one, there was no sound, even when they flew right in front of the house. Number two, we only saw lights that no body, but no body of a craft. And number three, the two trailing lights were moving up and down as well as forward, but the front light just moved forward. Wow, that's weird. We ran inside and told our parents. Our parents came outside, and of course, they didn't see anything. Of course, they never do. They never do. It's a classic horror movie tell your parents and then they're just like there's nothing there go back to sleep yeah there's no proof at all and then they get murdered first like they deserve well yeah they kind of had it coming honestly kind of a little bit so they didn't see anything and after about five minutes they went back inside one minute later out of the corner of our eyes we saw the three lights appear again and this time they were shooting down towards the ocean however we didn't see nor hear a splash We haven't spoken about it until this past year when the government started talking about UFO sightings on our coast. Yes. But both of us remember the experience vividly. Well, isn't there a theory? Some people um, think that aliens have an underwater base. Yeah. They keep crafts underneath the ocean, hollow earth. Yeah, hollow earth style, but just like actually sub- I guess like sub oceanic, yeah. which honestly, I don't think is too crazy of a thing. No, and everyone's like, we've we haven't ever explored the depths of the ocean. It's just too big. Well, fucking Zortac and his family are down there, so yeah, maybe don't like just they show up here. unannounced. Yeah, very rude. Maybe knock first. That's right. Yeah. Maybe a little splish splash. <laughs> splish splish splash. Experience B. I play in a band from Cleveland, Ohio, and we were on tour in 2015. One of the cities we played was Mesa, Arizona, which is kind of close to Phoenix. So I was asking locals about the Phoenix lights and if they had ever seen them. Wait, I have to say, shout out Uh Aliens and Stuff has a really great episode Uh on Phoenix lights if anyone wants to do more research or... I guess not do research and just listen to the research presented to you. Oh, you want to. They have yeah. amazing British accents. You won't regret <laughs> it. I mean, we say it all the time, but yeah. Check out their episode on we're, the Phoenix Lights. We're wearing aliens and stuff shirts right now. <laughs> we are wearing it. How embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing. They're like, like, why are you so obsessed with us? Uh, we're just fangirling, okay? Like, sorry, but we are. He continues. Most of them said that they saw things in the sky all the time. When I told them that our next stop was in Clovis, New Mexico, they said that if we plan on driving at night to watch the sky and we would see stuff. Hmm. They were right. We saw a lot of beautiful stars and definitely some satellites. However, sometimes what we thought were satellites would suddenly stop 
and change direction. Sometimes they would just stop completely and then stay there. Sometimes the light colors would change, and it was definitely a crazy drive. There might be explanations for these experiences, but I don't have any. But those are my two experiences. Thank you for the awesome podcast, and please continue putting out awesome content. Bye. I love it. Tony C. Thanks, Tony. What is it about the, like, Arizona, New Mexico, that area? I don't Utah? Know. It's just, like, ripe with oh yeah UFO activity. Yeah, it's almost like there's a parallel, like, I don't know, like a 37th parallel or something in the area. The, uh, the there's a hole with the, to another dimension or something. Yeah, something, something <laughs> like it. But other than that, I can't think of anything. Yeah. That would be the case. Maybe they're, well, maybe their skies are just a lot clearer. I think so. Yeah. We have a lot of light pollution. We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My friend lives a little bit further north from where we currently are. So it's kind of more country. And she just has a huge backyard. Yeah. And um, sometimes, like, we'll go over there. We'll have a couple drinks and sit out by the fire. Mm -hmm. And just, like, put our heads back. And just look up at the stars because you can see them more so where she is versus like where you or I are because we're closer to the city. But Mm -hmm. it's just amazing the difference. And then if you go even further north to like Wisconsin, it's insane how much you can see. Um, We have a family farm in northern Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and you can see the Milky Way. The Big Dipper. Yeah. Dude, not like far beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad and I used to go up there all the time. and so cool. Um, we would always look up when the International Space Station was crossing, and oh. then we'd go out and we'd look, and then hear coyotes and go inside. <laughs> hear coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> coyotes are a real big problem around here. So. Well, they're very cute, and they're very sweet, and they... They eat little dogs, so I have to be careful. Watch your little dog, When I walk dude. my dogs at night. I'm going to get your dogs those little coats that have the spikes on them. Have you seen those? They won't wear them, but I'll force them. Actually... One of them will bite me. The other one I will force. Well, Bottom's probably safe from coyotes. Mm, he's like one chomp. He's mean and scary. Well, I mean, yeah. But put him in a wagon and put little spikes on the wagon. A dog wagon. Aww. Solve your problem. No. Anyways, thank you so much, thank Tony. You, Tony. We love alien stories. We've never had one before. Yeah. Very. First? Well, we had a couple Skinwalker Ranch ones, but true, true, true. Not official, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. All right, so we have this next story coming from Elizabeth or Liz, and she says, Hey, Nicole and Noelle. Hey, Liz. Hey, Liz. So I know this is a story I told in your Instagram DMs, but I wanted to go a little more in depth with it. Um, Pause on that one. If anyone ever wants to just like dip into our DMs, yeah, we love it. Slide into them, I think is what we say. Slipper, slide into our DMs. Why did you say dip? I don't know. I think you said little dipper earlier and it was just... Right. If you yeah. want a little dipper into our DMs, yeah. go for it. Get in there, girl. All right. So Liz says... I also meant to send this last week, but I suck and keep forgetting to send it. So please don't be mad. And I hope the story and the pictures Uh make up for it. I'm so pumped for the pictures. Yes. And also, we are sorry. We suck. You sent this weeks ago and we hadn't read it yet. Wow. Yeah. So we're the the sucky ones We're the sucks. You don't suck. We suck. Okay. So she continues with, in October of 2019, all the good old days. 
the days of yore and pre-COVID times. I remember them fondly. Yes. Me and two of my best babes took a little vacation in New Orleans. Oh, my God, same. I think I took, I think mine was in 2018, though. She says, it was legit so much fucking fun. Sidebar, we went on a pub crawl where we learned what I'm sure was a lovely history of the bars we were visiting. But your girl was too busy enjoying her drinks and collecting souvenir cups. I also tried absinthe, and that was fun. Oh! Hell yeah! Yesterday was International Absinthe Day. Why do you know that? I saw it on Google. Oh. They did, like, the thing. Maybe, you know what? That might have been a dream I had. Are you... (laughs) You don't know All right, keep going. I don't know anymore. Absinthe is... Do do they sell absinthe here? Yeah, they just made it legal a few years ago. Did they? Uh I remember having it... From Europe, brought back by one of my friend's boyfriends. Oh. And he was like, it's super strong. And he, like, did the whole thing with, like, the sugar. Oh. I don't even remember what he did. But he, like, only let us each have a sip and was like, you're going to be so messed up. And I remember drinking it and being like, I don't feel anything, man. <laughs> yeah. So. There's, like, lore behind it. Yeah, but... right? Maybe, you know what? Let's try absinthe next time we record. <laughs> next movie club. Yeah. Oh. Let's get weird with it. Let's get fucking Let's weird. Let's get so fucking weird. Let's get weird. I'm here for it. All right. Keep going. Anyways, Liz says, but to the story. Yes, Liz. Please, Liz. Story. Us too. Me and my friends, the aforementioned babes, are all spooky bitches, so we had to go on a haunted tour of the French Quarter. Got That's to. one thing I regret not doing, because my friends are not spooky babes. Can I come next time? Yeah. Can we do it? We're going to go. Yay. For sure. One of the stops on the said tour was the LaLaurie Mansion. Yes. Madame LaLaurie, as we all probably know, was a piece of human garbage and committed heinous acts of violence upon the enslaved Africans she forced to work for her. Preach it, girl. Yes. All slaveholders suck, but like the shit that LaLaurie did, puts her close to the top of the human garbage pile, in my opinion. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I'd have to side with you on that uh-huh. one. Also, we have an episode about Madame LaLaurie. We do. It's very gory. So We did not put a warning at the front of that. And there were when it came out, there were many people that were like, wow. Really? Yeah. It was... People find it to be oh. one of our most offensive episodes. I have no... Uh, shock factor when it comes to gore, though, so I guess I'm not yeah. the person to ask when it comes to that. So. True. You have no emotions. Mm, dead inside. That's what I love about you. Thank you. Anyway, so our tour group is at the mansion, and for a place of unspeakable evil, it was kind of cute aesthetically. It is cute. It is very cute. Uh-huh. I've, I've been on the outside of it. While we were standing there listening to our tour guide give us a background on the mansion, I started to feel super nauseous and dizzy. And this was the day before our bar crawl, so it wasn't my liver rebelling against my intake of alcohol. This is pre absinthe <laughs> Yes. But I wasn't the only one struggling. One of the guys in the group sat down on the sidewalk. After a few minutes later, after our guide had finished up the history, started talking about the haunts of the mansion and what people experience when they're in or near the mansion. What were these main spook symptoms, you ask? Tell us. Nausea and dizziness. <gasps> Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea? Yay, Pepto-Bismol. Wow. 
We're not sponsored by Pepto Bismol. I wish we were. Did you know Pepto Bismol is mildly radioactive? Really? Yep. Why? I don't this know. Is a fun fact of the night. I was, yeah, I was chatting with one of our um, our listeners, Chaz, mm-hmm. and they were telling me all about like radioactive things that you have in your house. Yeah, because we're, we're chatting about one of our. One of the topics we're going to be doing yes. soon. Yes, I'm so excited. Has to do with radioactive stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they brought that one up and then I Googled it and it's a thing. And now I want a Geiger counter so fucking bad. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So sorry. Side note there. The more you know. He said it's because there's so much negative energy in that area due to its history of violence. After he said that, I felt chilled to the bone and was like, shit, that's how I'm feeling. After a few more minutes, we left, and I kid you not, as soon as I was half a block away from the mansion, I felt fine. Mm, Put some distance between you and that mansion. As I was about to ask my friends if they had felt anything back there, my friend Amanda was like, so did anyone else feel like they were going to pass out back there? (gasps) Immediately and in unison, my other friend Rachel and I said yes. Evil shit happened at the LaLaurie Mansion, and it still remains. How I felt there has convinced me of that. While I did see some weird shadows in the windows of the mansion, I'm more convinced of that place being haunted purely based on how shitty I felt standing across the street from it. On a happier note, to harken back to your voodoo episode, I was actually able to visit the real grave of Marie Laveau, in St. Louis Cemetery. Very cool. Our voodoo episode is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. There's one that was falsely said to be hers and has been the target of vandalism and some weird shit. But the real one, which I've attached in the email, is where she's buried with her husband and children. I think, but they may have their own tomb. I can't remember. Cemeteries usually give me an uneasy feeling, but... When I was at her grave, I felt very comforted. Hmm. Like, I just felt safe, which was really weird, but kind of cool. Well, everyone thinks voodoo is evil, and it's not. It is not evil. Everyone just thinks whatever they don't know is evil. That's the whole stigma with it. For sure. Also, oh, this is awesome. Also, I saw the tomb that Nick Cage had made for himself in the St. Louis Cemetery, where he would like to be buried when he eventually dies. That is another thing that I didn't get to see when I was in New Orleans. And when we go back, I want to see Nick Cage's weird fucking tomb that he bought for himself. I have never been to New Orleans, Mm -hmm. so I have a long list of things I want to do. And also, you are Nick Rage, so we (laughs) must see the tomb of Nick Cage. Well, when I went, it was supposed to be warm and sunny, so we all packed Uh for warm and sunny. Uh And then when we got there, weather just changed drastically, and it was probably... I mean, it rained basically the whole time, and it was probably, like, 30 degrees, and we had all packed for, like, 70 degrees weather. Uh-huh. It was bad. It was the worst packing job that I've ever done, and we were basically just freezing the whole time. <laughs> you have a curse. I do. When you go on vacation. Yeah. The I weather d- turns shit. The weather fucking... Fo- it's Chicago weather follows me everywhere yeah. I go. We went to Massachusetts, and it fucking snowed. 
on Halloween. And it was not supposed to <laughs> no. at all. I have the worst luck. Yeah. It was terrible. It's me. It just it follows me. That's for fine. Reason. I like the rain and I like the snow. So, so whenever you travel with me, just bring like a raincoat and also a winter jacket okay. just in case. You pack light. I'll pack for like you pack for like warm clothes okay. and I'll pack for like like terrible weather. And we'll just swap and out. And we'll just share clothes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she continues with the Nick the Nick Cage uh weird tomb she says it's very illuminati looking if you ask me that's true it's like a triangle yeah but what makes this whole tomb is that the people of new orleans think it's so pretentious and hate it and him (laughs) (laughs) to the point where the tomb has been vandalized several times and no vandals seem to get caught for it at least according to my tour guide it's the cops man right doing it and if you remember actually Nick Cage also owned the LaLaurie mansion at one point. He did. And he had to sell it when he went bankrupt. <laughs> he did. And when I was in England, I was taking a tour and he had bought a house in Bath, mm-hmm. which is one of the cities. And um, his neighbors hated him so much. They bullied him into leaving because <laughs> he's just terrible. He's just a terrible person to be around. He streams Con Air 24-7, <laughs> top volume. She says, sorry for the long email, but I hope it was worth the wait. Definitely was. Oh, yeah. I love listening to you badass babes every week. You made my 2020 slash 2021 experience a little less shitty. And for that, I'm grateful. Keep it unusual, Elizabeth or Liz. Heart emoji. Heart emoji. And then she shares some very cool pictures of graves going on right here. Yes. They're very, very Super cool. cool. Thank you so much, Liz. You know what? Honestly, you made our 2020, 2021 experience less shitty. Yeah. All of you do. All of our listeners so, do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Shout out to you guys. So this next one comes from Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hi. What's up? She says, hey, ladies, my name is Ashley. Oh, hey, Ashley. Oh, Hi. <laughs> And about a month ago, I started listening to your podcast. You guys are great, funny, and from what I gathered, my age, LOL. Are you 30? Because we're 30. We're very 30. 30, dirty, and dying. We're extremely 30. Mm -hmm. It helps me get through my long day working from home on refinance loans. Boring, she says. I didn't say that. I don't even know what that is. But, you know, a good job and three kids distance learning on some days. Damn, shout out to Ashley. That's a whole thing. That is a whole thing. You are getting it done, girl. Anyways, I'm not sure how spooky, unusual, or great of a story this is. However, it definitely scared the effing shit out of me. Sorry, (laughs) I swear a lot. Um, have you listened to our podcast? I don't fucking swear ever, so how dare you? We fucking swear so fucking much. It's so fucking ridiculous. Fuck, dude. Dude. This happened this past October, maybe a week before Halloween, because I remember there being a bright moon, and this past Halloween was a full moon. Yes, it was. Or almost. It was full. It was definitely full. It was a full moon, Mm -hmm. yeah. And a Saturday. And we gained an hour, but none of us were able to actually utilize that Halloween because COVID. It was COVID. Well, we did. We we made the most of it. Yeah. We chilled at home and watched scary movies. Yeah. No, you didn't. Weren't we in Salem? 
yeah, we chilled in Salem at home at our Airbnb and watched scary I was movies. Like, I was like, yeah, I wasn't home. I was like, no, I wasn't. We were together. It's the one time in my life I wasn't at home. We did not go out. We were watching That's scary true. movies at our Airbnb. That's true. In our very costumes. Fun. Oh, yeah, we did wear costumes. <laughs> we tried, man. We tried so yeah. hard. She continues, let's get to it. It's early, early in the morning. I'm not sure because I was too chicken to even move to check the time. Mm. And I'm obsessed with the moon. Same. So I can tell what time what time around it is by where the moon is over my house. Oh. I was woken up by a loud click noise coming from outside. And my dog, Floki, oh. jumped off my bed and going into the bedroom window, barking and growling. Yes, our dog sleeps with us, LOL. Uh, my dog sleep with me, too. Yeah, me, too. It's the only way to do it. And in my kitty. You have to. It's yeah. for warmth and survival. They're children. Oh, My dog is a sweet, playful dog and doesn't get defensive easily. And whatever was outside, he did not like. Hmm. And he is the only one who saw whatever it was. Usually is. It's the, if the dog starts barking and starts freaking out, you know there's a problem. Absolutely. Our bed is next to, but not up against the window where my dog was looking out at an angle. And because of the moonlight, it was pretty bright. All I heard is a loud click noise, followed by a more quiet click noise. This went on for about three minutes, and the clicks were perfectly spaced time-wise apart, Weird. if that makes any sense. Yeah. This is giving me hereditary vibes. Ooh, when she's like, oh, uh -huh. so creepy. <laughs> to say the least, I was extremely frightened by this. Like, I pulled the blankets over my head and smacked my fiance to ask him if he heard it. And he said he did, but he was half asleep and it didn't phase him and he barely woke up. Typical man. Dude, typical man. Always. <laughs> I feel like if a ghost whispers in into the moonlight on another planet mm -hmm. i wake up and i'm like what was that right and then i put the blankets over my head because the ghost can't hurt you if the blankets are over your head everyone knows that it's the rule of ghosts if i can't see you you can't see me mm -hmm. and then you're safe totally and dudes are like yeah you like push them a ghost could lick their face and they wouldn't even wake up not even one time no not even one time not even once she continues, it finally stopped, and I basically stayed awake until morning. Yeah. Been there, dude. Yep. For sure. We have a lot of animals around, and this did not sound like an animal. I know what coyotes sound like because we have a pack that lives nearby, and they usually are howling and cackling, and this was not the same sound. Mm. Also, you can see the sky really well. It's very open around our house. There's only deep woods behind our house and a woods bordering our property. The next morning, I looked up animals that make clicking noises and nothing came up. And I really don't think that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I was outside a couple days later and I noticed that possibly, and I noticed that possibly where this thing could have been, there was a perfectly circle-shaped patch of grass that was longer than the rest. Whoa radiation from an alien also that reminds me didn't wasn't it Bisa Bray Road where they it was perfectly circular or was it Skinwalker Ranch Skinwalker Ranch where they had perfectly circular uh -huh. pieces of their property uh cut out yeah wow yeah that's 
And radiation um, makes, makes things grow yeah, faster. Like with Travis Walton, when the trees, uh-huh. they said the trees where the ship was, they had, uh, their growth rate was a lot yeah. larger than all the other trees mm-hmm. around them. Ooh, creepy. This is also turning into an alien story. I know, I love Ooh. it. Mind you, it's late October and the grass isn't growing like springtime. I'm not sure if I just noticed it because of what happens or if it was there before, but I don't think that it was there before that night. The first thing that came to my mind was aliens. Yes. That's right. Same wavelength, girl. I was so scared that night, and I was not getting out of bed to look, so I will never know if it was just an animal or if I have crazy imagination and an alien was trying to abduct me. Ooh. I would attach a picture, but we have 16 inches of snow right now, Mm. and I didn't take a picture. But if it was still there, which it should be, then I'll take one and I'll send it. Wow. She must be somewhere near the area where we are because we just had Uh like 16 inches of snow also. (laughs) Yeah, I think she is. I think most of the country had some sort of that. I mean, Texas had snow, so a negative degree weather. The only state um, run by the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he went to Cancun Yeah, instead. You know my favorite thing of all time is to bully Ted Cruz on social media. It's the best. I love it so much. He's the worst. I tag him in shit all the time just to say I fuck you. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's terrible. She continues, thanks for reading. Sorry it's so long. Oh my God, don't apologize. Everyone we says we that. We love the long ones. We like it. Feel free to not read the whole thing and just kind of give a brief description. Never. I've told a couple people and they think I'm crazy and it was probably just an animal. Mm-mm. We believe you, actually. We believe you. Not only do we believe you, but we will stake out side your yeah. house and we will look for this fucking alien that we clicks all the time. We will camp out there and prove you right. And I will fight the little girl from Hereditary for you. <laughs> well, she's already dead, so. I will decapitate that bitch again. <laughs> I will sew her head back on to cut it off. Just to cut it off again. <laughs> Spoiler if you haven't seen that movie. Oops. Thank you for taking the time to read my poorly written email, LOL, laughing face. And I totally get it if you don't share it because I don't think anyone else thinks it's super unusual or spooky. Girl, first off, have confidence. Oh, my God. Everyone else is wrong because it is unusual and spooky. Very spooky. Very unusual. The circle of grass. Yeah. How do you explain that? That's weird. Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Best Ashley smiley face. Thank you so much, Ashley. That was wonderful. I loved that story. Yes. I just want to say something because I'm feeling a trend here. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone stop apologizing for how long your emails are. Yeah. And actually, you know what? Stop apologizing just in general, unless you're an asshole. But Well, then apologize more. <laughs> then apologize more. Yeah, but if you're, like, nice, like a nice email writing person, yeah. don't apologize. No. We love your stories. We love your emails. I didn't know we had all these alien emails. I'm loving it. I did read these, but it was a long time ago because we haven't read a listener mail in so long. In so long. Six weeks almost. This is week six. Week six? Well, we did five weeks of Jonestown. And technically, this is the sixth week. Yeah, you're right. Uh Uh-huh. You're right. It's a really long time. Well, shall we get into our final listener story the piece de resistance yes yes this is the coolest one um 
that this is one of the coolest stories I've ever read in my life. This is the one that we have teased about um, uh-huh. in our Jonestown series. Every single time. How we have a listener who was in a cult. Yeah. And she not only told the story, but she encouraged us to read it. Yeah. And we're very grateful for her story. We are so For her grateful. friendship. Yes. And for a sick-ass store. Hell, yeah. So this uh-huh. story comes from Lindsay, who also runs Time Departure. It's hella dope. So awesome. Uh, she sent us socks that we mentioned earlier on. And then afterwards, we both ended up buying products, too, because her stuff is so cool. It's so fucking it's cool. It's all chemical mm-hmm. tie-dye. She does uh, sweatshirts, yeah. socks, T-shirts, baby clothes. Oh, my God. Right? They're so cute little baby socks. So cool. So if you mm-hmm. are interested in looking at her stuff, she's at Time Departure. On all the social media, she's at Time Departure. Yeah, and we follow her, so if you uh-huh. just want to look in our And I think it's and... timedeparture.com. I'm looking it up IRL right now. But also, Lindsay is recovering from, I think she broke her foot. Oh, no. Yeah, so not great. Um, So just, you know, give her some support. Give her some love. Send her good vibes. Follow her on Instagram. Send all the good vibes her way. It is just timedeparture.com. There you go. Easy. So check out the cool-ass shit she makes. It's dope as hell. And this is her story. Let's do it. So she says, hey, boo-boos, you know I love you. Oh, we love you, too. We love you, too. Here is my cult story. I grew up in Kansas, and I was raised by very conservative evangelical Christians. My parents even started their own church in our living room when I was in middle school. So my dad is a pastor. They are very sweet people, but they could be described as a little fringy. Mm. My parents practice speaking in tongues and laying hands on people for healing, etc. Yeah, so it's one of those churches. Mm, Yes. I was a super serious kid, and I had a ton of psychedelic spiritual experiences from a young age. Ooh, cool. I also really, really wanted to travel abroad, and when I was in high school... My parents allowed me to go on international mission trips with an organization called Teen Mania Ministries. Wow, that sounds so cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I first traveled to Panama when I was 15 and then to Thailand when I was 16. Oh, wow. So envious of your life. (laughs) In addition to mission trips, Teen Mania hosted huge youth rallies across America under the name Acquire the Fire. It sounds so cool, Acquire the Fire. It does sound really cool. But you know, it's just like a youth pastor being like, hey kids, let's rap about God. Father Kyle. Father Kyle. (laughs) Youth Pastor Kyle. Hey there, kids. Let's rap about God, shall we? She says, these were led by Teen Mania president and complete narcissistic sociopath Ron Lucy? Run loose, L-U-C-E. Loose. Loose. And a year-long internship called The Academy, directed by another charismatic leader named Dave Haas. You know what they say about a man with too much charisma? He's probably a cult leader. Yeah, it's no good for anyone, man. <laughs> Shut it down. At the time I graduated from high school in 2003, Teen Mania was considered a pretty mainstream Christian organization. I decided that I wanted to attend the Honor Academy before I started college. 
So the summer after I graduated, I headed to Garden Valley, Texas, where it was headquartered. The Honor Academy was touted as a sort of Bible boot camp. The new class always kicked off in August with something called Gauntlet Week. It's Gauntlet Week. It is Gauntlet. I'll stop. I'm sorry. (laughs) It is Gauntlet Week. It was actually 10 days long and was sort of corporate hazing. During this time, we woke up every morning at 4.30 for group exercise, took leadership and character development classes, sat through hours of personality tests and interviews, and received our job placements where we would work 40 plus hours a week in various job placements for the ministry. So this is before she's even in college and she's working 40 plus hours a week. Just got out of high school. She's working down for free. And it's like they are analyzing these kids more, yeah. to the bone, try to see like where they fit. Yeah, and more um, than that, they're cult programming them yeah. because they're depriving them of sleep. Yeah. They're forcing them to basically like go through personality tests, like you said, like analyzing these kids. Mm-hmm. And then they're telling them where they belong in society. Yeah, where they fit. They're programming human beings to become machines yeah and young young human beings Mm -hmm. so she continues i was a financial specialist which is totally absurd but i actually got really lucky with my placement Hmm. we all lived on campus in dorms each small room housed six people there were two sets of triple bunk beds wow yikes and we ate in the cafeteria we basically never left the compound. Right. and Isolated. Yeah, isolated. And we were paying to be there. Right. Wow. About 80% of the workforce of this enormous ministry, which brought in millions of dollars a year, were unpaid interns. I believe there were 500 to 600 interns in my class in 2003. Right. So, again, we got socialism like a cult under the guise yeah. of socialism basically well you're paying them to work to for work them. for them 40 plus hours a week yeah. in a job that they're telling you so wow. they're just reaping profit yeah so fuck dude this is this is one of the most disturbing yeah. things i've ever read and it's under the guise of religion uh-huh mm-hmm. and it makes it cool like teens on fire gauntlet week or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called yeah at the end of gauntlet week there was a huge commitment banquet where we all got dressed up and made a commitment that we would stay at the ministry for a full 12 months that would adhere to all of the rules of the academy and that we would never say anything bad about the ministry to anyone under any circumstances. Sign this NDA. Yes. Here is a blank statement where I can write whatever you Uh want. (laughs) Jim Jones style. Total red flags. And she actually puts a bunch of red flags very cute in her email Uh she says this is obviously a huge red flag but we were all like 18 no one older than 26 was allowed to do the internship we were excited to be there we thought we would be making a positive difference in the world which Mm -hmm. is what everyone thinks we thought we were doing something noble so we accepted it and enthusiastically signed It's important to point out that this commitment was absolutely necessary for the ministry to continue. If the unpaid workforce just quit because it sucked really bad, 
the whole thing would have collapsed. Right, because they're getting free labor. Yeah. But they're making these kids commit to this and being like, we need you. You're the reason everything mm-hmm. works. You're doing this for God. And you're super young. Yeah. And so it's you- like a sick guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> Later, struggling interns who wanted to go home would be told that they made a commitment to the academy. And if they broke the commitment, they were liars. And God hates liars. Mm-hmm. You the, can't. So much manipulation. You can't defect mm-hmm. or you're the bad guy. The rules for interns were very strict. No dating, no drinking, no smoking or swearing, no listening to secular music or reading secular books, no TV other than Fox News. <laughs> Movies had to be ministry approved. Men weren't allowed to be on computers alone past, like, 7 p.m. Ah, the masturbating hours. The masturbating hours. Women couldn't wear tank tops with straps thinner than three inches. That actually sounds like our high school. Uh Uh-huh. Obviously no cleavage, and hemlines couldn't be higher than just above the knees. We would even get in trouble for a visible panty line. Nothing sexier than a panty line. What do you... So they want you to wear thongs? I don't know, <laughs> Or just man. not tight clothing, I, I guess. guess. not tight clothing, yeah. Fuck it. Go commando. Spanks all day. It's the freeway. The freeway. <laughs> Crossbody bags were prohibited because they drew too much attention to our chests. Wow. Yep. We had to spend an hour every day in prayer, attended all classes in chapel, work out at least four times a week, fulfill our job duties, and adhere to curfew. We had mandatory accountability partners and had to fill out a weekly checklist showing that we had met every single requirement. These were posted publicly on our dorm room doors. As interns, we were taught to strongly police ourselves with the culture of confrontation and shaming if someone stepped out of line at all. Bad attitudes were wicked, evil, and rebellious. The shining examples among us were praised as stellar interns. There was absolutely a hierarchy, and in this bubble where we were constantly surveilled and criticized, staying on top was everything. Dude, this is Jonestown, but for children. 100%, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole, like, I think that the way cults function, like how they function so effectively, is that everyone's a fucking snitch. Mm-hmm. So there's no secrets and everyone knows what you're doing and what you're doing wrong. And it's this social credit system. Right. And you just try to get closer to whatever the top is. And it just it makes me so sad that this was her childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and by doing so, you tell on people because you oh, think yeah. that it's going to make put you in a better light to the uh-huh. superiors. Because, oh, yeah. Oh, you told us this. Thank uh-huh. you. you. Yeah. Snitches get stitches, all I'm saying. <laughs> In addition to taking classes, mandatory exercise, and working full-time, there were monthly retreats. The retreats were where most of the blatant abuse took place. The most notorious retreat was called E-S-O-A-L, uh-huh. ESOL, sure. which stood for Emotionally Stretching Opportunity of a Lifetime. Already sounds terrible. It was based off of Navy SEALs training and was designed to break us emotionally, 
mentally and physically so that we would become completely dependent on God. That is a thing that the military does. They break you down and then they build you back up the way that they want you. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, I'm not maligning the military here. And like, and it's all about structure. Discipline. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all about that. So she continues, I could write a novel on ESOAL alone, but I'll try to keep it brief and just give you highlights. We didn't know when it would start or how long it would last, but we were woken up in the middle of the night and dragged out into the back 40. This is what we called the 400 acres of land that Teen Mania sat on. A compound. Yeah. yeah. Tons of red dirt and woods and stuff like that. I think it was in the spring, so it got pretty cold at night. We started out by running a military-style obstacle course lit by torches. I have blocked out parts of the course because I'm claustrophobic And there were these terrifying little tunnels we had to crawl through. Wow. That's insane to make Mm -hmm. a claustrophobic person do that. I think we did that for hours. Eventually, we were allowed to sleep on the campus's football field where they had just run sprinklers so the ground was soaking wet. Abuse. The stadium lights were on super bright and they just kept playing the Survivor theme song super loud for hours. That's the worst theme song of all time. (laughs) That was pretty sinister because that song starts out incredibly loud and then dwindles away. As it was ending, I would start to sleep and then be woken abruptly by the song started over and over and over for hours. You know what that reminds me of? What? How, um... They torture people with the Barney theme song. Have you heard of that? Oh, them doing that. Yeah. They just play it over and over and over, and they don't, they don't physically harm you uh-huh. or anything. It's just this like mental breakdown of just repeatedly playing. Yeah. The Barney theme song, which is so messed up. Yeah, I heard that they use that Baby Shark song now. Do that, they? That's like, yeah, they Ugh. play it like on super loud speakers to like mm-hmm. get rid of homeless people and stuff. Ugh. It's really fucked, dude. Yeah. She continues, did I mention the fire ants? Oh, fuck no. Moving while, moving while trying to sleep was punishable by push-ups and jumping jacks. When that was over, we just went back to the obstacle course that they had filled with water. Other activities included a relay race where we had to run up to a table and choose something to eat. I had a bowl of lard. <gasps> Ew. Other people had to eat wet cat food or pickled pig's feet. You could also eat a banana, but if you chose that, the facilitators ripped you to shreds for being selfish. Oh, wow. Manipulation. After the relay race, we had to roll down a long hill called Beanie Weenie Hill. Oh, that's fun. Give it a cute name. Maybe it won't seem as sinister. It's adorable, but I'm so scared. It was named Beanie Weenie Hill because of all the vomiting. Holy shit. And the hill wasn't much of a hill. It was this really huge field with a gentle slope. You had to roll yourself the whole way across it and then run back to your team for the next person to go. So you're physically doing the rolling. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Rolling that way is really hard. And yeah, people were just vomiting as they went. And then you had to roll in the vomit too oh my god i can't even imagine 
Mealtimes consisted of jars of baby food and diapers filled with chili. That is mental abuse. What is the point of that? To fuck you up because you're eating out of a diaper. And it looks like shit? Probably. Damn. Sleeping was limited, only lasted a few hours at a time, and conditions were never conducive to sleep. Once we were running a trail in this area of the woods called Jeep Swallow, we just had to run this rocky terrain over and over and over. A facilitator decided I was having too easy of a time, so they handed me a car tire to run with. (gasps) Car tires are fucking heavy. No shit, dude. Another facilitator thought I looked unbalanced, so they handed me another one. Wow. At the time, I weighed about 120 pounds. Well, with two tires on you, you're inching closer to 200. Yeah. Another time, we were back at the obstacle course. I was crying really hard, and a facilitator made one of my teammates do push-ups to get me to stop. Guilt. Yeah, just another manipulation tactic. I couldn't stop and went into a full-blown panic attack hyperventilating and sobbing uncontrollably. The whole time, the facilitator, who was actually a Navy SEAL that had previously been an intern, just screamed in my face that it was my fault that my team was being punished. Wow. The worst thing that I remember from my ESOAL was the coffin. Oh, God. I didn't have to go in it, but Dave Haas had it built for particularly cocky interns. Didn't Jones Jones had something like that. The isolation isolation box. box, Yeah. yeah. It was a very rustic coffin, just a wooden box that was in a hole in the ground. Oh, thank God. I'm so thankful she didn't have to go. Can you imagine being claustrophobic and having being put in this? No. And wait for the next part. Okay. It was filled with mice and snakes and Madagascar hissing cockroaches? Yep, and they put children in it. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Dave, this is the first time I'm reading this, so I'm sorry if I'm extremely shocked right now, but I am extremely shocked right now. Dave made this one male intern get in. They closed the lid and covered it with dirt. They wouldn't let him out until we all, around... 400 of us, sang the Honor Academy hymn, which had five verses, perfectly in unison, without messing up. Uh Uh-huh. I think we had to sing it four or five times before they let him out, and we could hear him screaming and sobbing the whole time. Of course, ESOAL lasted like four days. I only lasted two. I rang out right after they kept piling tires on me. It made me so angry. Yeah, she also, um, I remember her saying that it was quote-unquote voluntary. They're like, you can leave at any time. Just, yeah, but then they signed the thing and then they shamed them into staying Uh because God hates liars. Right. Wow, I'm so proud proud of you for getting out of that though, Lindsay. Amazing. She says the story continues. Believe it or not, I didn't leave after a year. I applied to stay a second year in a leadership position. I was accepted and became a CA, which is the Honor Academy version of an RA on college campuses. I was really terrible at that job, I can say proudly. (laughs) 
good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's hilarious. I didn't enforce any rules with the girls under my leadership, and at least I can be glad for that. Hell yeah. I never facilitated any of those horrible events. I stayed because I was a very sincere Christian. I believed that the most important thing for Christians to do was love people. I think that's what everyone, every Christian believes. I mean, you should at the core. Everyone should believe that. Right. So I just tried to love those girls. I did, however, let them down. During my first year, I became very close with a guy friend of mine, despite the no dating rule. He stayed a second year as well, and during that time, we started secretly dating, aka making out in the woods. Nice. I mean, we were 19 years old. Nice. Anyway, he actually became abusive and possessive, and things escalated to the point that I became terrified of him. I felt horrible about lying to everyone. In an effort to do the right thing and get away from him, I confessed. He left in the middle of the night, and I went through the disciplinary process. I had to go before what was called the Honor Council, which was made up of their second-year interns. I had to confess all of my sins and beg for forgiveness. I was completely alone, and it was terrifying. And then, of course... I was dismissed. Mm-hmm. I was officially shunned by around 500 people. This part fucked me up pretty badly. I came home to disappointed parents, having just lost my community and every friend I had. It was devastating. That's one of the biggest things I think about like a large organized religion is yeah. that when you're out, you're out and you lose your whole yeah. fucking family. Well, it's like, yeah, it's leaving a community. You're basically uh-huh. leaving everything that you know yeah. and love. And it's, I can't even imagine. I started college about a year later. I was 20 at this point. Things were okay at first, but eventually I started having panic attacks that were so debilitating that I couldn't leave my house. I dropped out. Actually, I flunked out because I literally couldn't function enough to withdraw from my classes or ask for help. It was humiliating and devastating all over again. It took me 10 years to sort myself out to the point that I was able to go back and finish my degree. This is pretty common among interns. Even those that graduated and weren't shunned had a really hard time adjusting to normal life after the internship. I'm in touch with a few people still, and most of the interns I know experienced the same failure to launch that I did. When I was 25, I found a blog where a former intern was sharing her story and the stories of others. They called teen mania an abusive cult, and my first reaction was anger because we weren't supposed to say bad things about the Honor Academy. The brainwashing was real. But I just kept reading the stories and came to realize that God didn't hate me. That's what I believed since my dismissal. I wasn't a toxic failure, and actually, teen mania was totally fucked up. A few years later, MSNBC did a special on the Honor Academy. Cult experts in the documentary said that the Honor Academy showed the 10 signs of being in a cult. One. The leader and group are always correct, and anything the leader does can be justified. Mm -hmm. Two, questions, suggestions, or critical inquiry are forbidden. Three, 
Members incessantly scramble with cramped schedules and full activities and activities full of largely meaningless work based on the leader's agenda. Four, followers are meant to believe that they are never good enough. Five, required dependency upon the leader and group for even the most basic problem solving. Six, reporting on members for disobedient actions or thoughts is mandated and rewarded. Seven, monetary, sexual, or servitile labor is expected to gain promotion. Wow. Eight, the, quote, outside world, often including family and friends, is presented as rife with impending catastrophe, evil, and temptations. Nine, recruitment of new members is designed to be purposefully upbeat and vague about the actual operations of the leader and the group. Ten, former members are shunned and perceived as hostile. Yeah, I'd say that checks all the boxes. Every single one. Mm -hmm. So she continues with her story. I began to come to terms with what had happened and started sharing my story with loved ones. By this time, I had met my current partner, and he and his family have been so amazing and supportive of me as I have gone through this healing and recovery process. I am very lucky. Happily, the demise of teen mania followed the release of the documentary. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Fuck teen mania, Fuck man. Fuck teen mania. It was founded in 1986, and the Honor Academy was still functioning until 2015 when they went bankrupt due to potential interns, parents Googling teen mania, and watching that documentary on YouTube. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Unfortunately, none of the leadership has been held accountable for the abuse that they inflicted on teenagers for monetary gain for decades. That's the worst fucking part. I feel like it's such a, like, a touchy thing because a lot of people, because of the religion aspect, it's like no one really knows what to do with it, but it's straight up abuse. It 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 needs to be treated as such. Yeah, there's a difference between religious freedom and just straight up abuse right and i think a lot of times that line is very blurred Mm -hmm. especially in the united states i fully agree she says there was a time when i couldn't talk about things because it was too painful but that time has passed i wanted to share this story because you know i love you both and your fabulous pod and also because i think cults are far more common than people think agreed yeah 100 percent Survivors experience deep shame because the stigma around cults and the truth is that it's not their fault, and they have nothing to be ashamed of. I'll leave you with a quote from Doug Duncan, who is the cult expert that was featured in the MSNBC special. And he says, No one wakes up one morning and decides to join a cult. Even if someone did, good luck trying to look up the address for the nearest local cult. For there isn't a single group that would ever admit to or advertise as being a cult. And why would they? The word cult is explosive, loaded with connotations of brainwashing, lunatics, and mass suicide. Not exactly an ideal marketing strategy. For the most part, cults are keenly and obsessively aware of their public persona and consciously labor to maintain a positive image. She says, I'm also including the YouTube link for the documentary because I know you aren't afraid to watch the serving things. We are not. Uh-huh. <laughs> XO, 
Lindsay L, aka your time departure boo. Lindsay, thank you so much for amazing. sharing your story. Yeah. I mean, and I, I know it's it's yeah. a difficult thing, and I'm I'm so happy she's able to share it now and potentially with this podcast help other people who may be dealing with the same thing. Yeah, like if you recognize, I'm gonna say three out of any of those ten. Yeah, to be happening to you right now mm-hmm. in an organization you're involved in. Yeah, babe, you're in a cult and you need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, thank you so so much, Lindsay. You're so brave for sharing that. Yeah, you're thank so you. brave for getting out and making the most out of your life and being a badass bitch that oh, you are yeah. today. So. Hell yeah. That's right. Lindsay, the business bitch. <laughs> the business bitch. Yeah. Seriously, though, check out Time Departure. Her stuff is amazing. You're going to love it. And also, Lindsay's kind of the one of the coolest people ever. Yeah. So support her. She's an ex-cult member. She deserves your support. Hell yeah. We have no source material, so we will not be providing anything um, in our show notes. But... Here's a shout out. If you guys have any listener mail, if you have any sort of story, like literally anything, you thought you saw an alien, you heard a weird click, you might have been in a cult, you mm-hmm. uh, fucking anything, dude. We want to hear it all. We not only want to hear it, but we're going to read it so everyone else can hear it if that's yeah. cool with you. Share, and also, yeah, share your experiences with us. Yeah. And also, we'll respond and we'll have a nice little chat and we'll be best friends forever. So send that to quiteunusualpod at gmail.com. Or you could slippery slide into our DMs. Do I've never it. said that line before. I've never said it. And it felt so Truly good. It's yours. <laughs> it felt so good to hear you say it. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. MySpace. I'm not checking the MySpace. I'm not <laughs> okay. doing it. Don't message us on MySpace, but all of the other ones we're on. And we want to hear from you. So please let us know your stories. Yeah. Or if you want to handwrite us or type us on your vintage typewriter Ooh. a letter. We're not going to say no to that. That's cool as fuck. Love it. Not only will we hang it on our board, yes. but you can send it to P.O. Box 1212 in Des Plaines, Illinois, 60017. And this would usually be the part where we thank all of our patrons, but honestly, we're going to skip it today. Sorry. We love you. We'll be back. Yeah, this is like a little one-off episode, so it's a little different than our regularly scheduled programming. You say it so many times, I like it. I know, I I I have to. So, patrons, we love you. You know who you Mm. are. You'll get your shout-out on the next episode. When we get back to our regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) Yes. But if you want a shout-out, if you want to see any cool bonus content that we got floating around on the Patreon, Mm -hmm. hop on to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash quite unusual pod. Check us out. Join our coven if you want or whatever. It's a really cool coven. It It doesn't suck. That's for sure. And as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And while you're at it, keep it unusual. Bye. Bye.